Addiction Intervention on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. And this week on the podcast, I'm excited to welcome Mark Shaw. Mark uh, holds a doctorate of ministry degree in biblical counseling, and he's been ACBC certified since 2002. He currently serves as the director of counseling for Grace Fellowship Church in Kentucky, where a familiar face to ACBC, Brad Bigney, is the pastor there. And so Taryn DeFevers, who is our communications coordinator, was able to catch up with Mark and have a discussion on the issue of addiction, and specifically addiction intervention. Let's listen in as Mark and Taryn discuss this very important topic. Thanks, Dale. Mark, much of your ministry has been involved with addiction ministry. We're really thankful for all the work and publications that you've put out there serving biblical counselors in the church with addictions ministry. You recently spoke at an ACBC conference about addiction intervention, and we'd like to discuss that a little bit on the podcast today. Could you help us by first describing what you mean when you use the term addiction intervention? Yeah, the term addiction intervention is more of a a secular term understood more in that realm, but with the problem of uh, opioid abuse and increased drug addiction, uh, biblical counselors need to be able to understand that concept and offer that as a, an opportunity for family members to get help for loved ones. And so by intervention, I mean, it, to intervene literally means to come between disputing people or groups to intercede or mediate. So this is a reconciliation, a peacemaking opportunity. And I would say our definition really biblically is it's a call to bring God into the situation. It's a call to repentance and or faith in Christ for the purpose of glorifying God by allowing him to grant grace and peace into a person's life. So by intervention, what we mean is we come in kind of as the third neutral party into a situation where an addict is living life, you know, as a drug addicted person out of control, making really uh, bad, sinful choices that are going to destroy their lives and the lives of others. And then we, um, that's one party. The other party is the family and friends and loved ones who want this person to get the help they need, maybe in a residential program somewhere, a treatment center, a detox, uh, or just even live with someone in their home and be discipled uh, personally by a couple or someone. But getting some intensive residential help is typically what they, the next step is. But this intervention is an opportunity to step into the situation and confront in a gentle, loving way, confront the addict with the fact that they need help and it's time now to do something and helping the family and the addict uh, just kind of walk through that process. Right. Mark, you also mentioned that there is a form of pre-intervention that you find that's helpful before you get into an addiction intervention. There are steps to be taken before that. What are those steps that you recommend? Yeah, before the addict ever sets foot into the room, uh, you want to 
prep the family and the friends who are there to do this intervention. So when I think intervention, I think of a handful of people. The smaller the group, the better. It could be as small as maybe a parent or two parents. Uh, I like it to be a little bit larger group than that. Maybe a couple of parents, a sibling, a grandmother, you know, four or five people, I think is probably the ideal size. And these folks are sitting in the room, and when the addict comes in, they tell them how much they care for them, and they want to see them change, et cetera, et cetera. But before you ever get to that step, you do the pre-intervention work. And that's preparation where you talk about the goals, you know, and you, talk, and you set the ground rules, and you want to make sure you establish uh, what this intervention is going to look like and, and what the biblical goals of it are. And really, for me, the biblical goals are clarity and, uh, before that, even God's glory. I want the addict to say things that help it to become, help make things very clear for the family to understand where the addict is. You know, are they even interested in taking the next step and getting help? Or do, are they going to reject that? Either way, I mean, Obviously, you know, you, you want them to get the help they need, but if they don't, uh, the family needs to understand where the addict is. And then part of the pre-intervention work is you're, you're helping the family to understand uh, if the addict rejects, everyone needs to be on the same page in terms of how they treat the addict moving forward. You know, we can't have grandma helping little Johnny get money and resources he needs for drugs. And the parents are in a different place than, than he is. And they're saying no, but he's going to grandma for the yes, you know, for the money and for the things he wants. And he's just going to spend it on drugs. So that's part of the pre-intervention plan. The work as well as, is the plan is, okay, if they reject Here's what we're all going to do and say. We've got to stick with this, you know. And um, if he accepts the help, then that's great. That's a win. But if he doesn't accept help, well, a lesser win is everyone united around how we're going to treat him, what we're going to do, you know. And and so the pre-intervention work is prayer. It's preparation. It's really heart preparation, and a lot of times the family members will want counseling for themselves. They'll want to understand better how they can interact with the addict moving forward. And, uh, and all that kind of goes into the pre-intervention stuff. So there's a little bit of work or, or maybe a lot of work that has to go into the pre-intervention preparation part of this whole thing. Yeah, that's good. So say there's Johnny and his family who's at the, our pastor's church who's listening to this podcast and... Grandma's at the church. Parents are at the church. Maybe Johnny doesn't attend the church, but he's um, struggling with a drug addiction and he's not wanting to repent of this. But the family's distraught. They come to the pastor. How would you counsel this pastor or equip this pastor to do an intervention and a pre-intervention? What steps would he need to start taking as a as a pastor or someone who's a counselor in, in this church? I think he calls a meeting first to interview and counsel these family and friends. And I think it's important to get everybody there at the same time. I always dislike it when someone is added to the group later. So I, I think everybody needs to hear the same things and be there. So whoever is going to be part of the intervention needs to be at this first meeting where the pastor can interview and counsel the family and friends and kind of walk them through 
the process even of, uh, of church, what we call church discipline in Matthew 18, uh, that part about confronting privately and then involving one or two others and then telling the church. The pastor can walk them through that. Usually interventions are that second step. So the addict has been confronted, but now we're involving one or two others to try to to bring change and bring you know positive change for the addict. Um, and so the pastor just meets with them, tries to build unity, clarifies the biblical goals about glorifying God, sets the ground rules, and then devises a plan, a practical plan of repentance. So with with Johnny, uh, they would talk about, you know, where are we going to meet? We want a private place, a place that respects him and, and is quiet. Uh, it could be a, a church setting or a conference room type setting. That's a little more formal. It could even be in a home. I've, I've done a few of these in homes. And so uh, in a home is, is fine as well. It just depends on what's best for that family in this situation. Uh, sometimes a home, they don't take it as seriously, and then other times a home, it's more warm and inviting. So really, you could go either way. And so they talk through, you know, the where and the when, and I don't love surprises. So if they could plan out a time and a place, a, a, a you know, scheduled place for the addict to come. Now, the tricky part is the addict doesn't want to be there if they know that they're going to be confronted. I mean, uh, so I don't really want to spring it on them and surprise them. There's television shows that do that. And of course, that's, that makes for good TV with the drama and the, the heightened emotion and the excitement and all that. But I try to tone that down by asking the addict to be there and letting them know something about what we're going to talk about. Um, so the where and the when, and then uh, who attends and who speaks what is said, those are things that you did, the pastor would go through with this family about, you know, who's going to start first, and, and I would have each family member prepare a statement. It doesn't have to be long, but just a statement outlined. I utilize 2 Timothy 3.16, uh, the, the scriptures breathed out, all scriptures breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. I utilize the teaching part, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. And I outline that in one of my books, the Divine Intervention book. I outline that for families to kind of use as a guideline in their content of what they want to say and what they should say. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. I want to remind each of you of one of our new features on our website, pathway to certification. Many of you right now are working through the process of certification here at ACBC, and we are delighted that you are engaged in that process. And we've created a way to help you walk through that process, to to keep you on track. And I want to invite you to visit our website, click on the certification tab and go to the pathway link. And on that link, you will find a very helpful tool that will walk you through the process of certification. And you can find that at biblicalcounseling.com.